Welcome to Scats Chats, your destination for inspiration. Each episode, I chat with mental health professionals and everyday people just like you and me to talk about various wellness topics and the human experience. Get ready to feel inspired with another episode of... Hi there. Welcome to Scats Chats Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here to join us for another episode. I'm thanking you. You should be thanking yourself because you're doing yourself a favor by coming on this podcast and taking care of your mental health and wellness. So my name is Sarah Katz and I'm our host of Scats Chats. And today is the perfect episode with Thanksgiving coming up, the holiday season. So I bring on Ashley, who is an accountability coach. We discuss emotional eating and how to be accountable with all of your healthy habits and how all of these things link to mental health. And again, during the holiday season and Thanksgiving, we tend to overeat. I think it's a really common thing for a lot of us. And we kind of get off track with our health and mental health goals as well, our physical and mental health. So this is a perfect episode to discuss accountability, emotional eating, and all these things and how really overeating links to how we feel about ourselves because honestly those two are really linked so we go deep in this discussion and i think you'll really learn something from it before we get to that i would just like to say too if you want to support us you could subscribe to us on youtube or follow us on instagram facebook tiktok pinterest even we're on all those fun social media platforms and we post other cool mental health and wellness content just for you. So go follow us there. And you can also head to our website, which is www.scatschats.com. If you want to support us there and get merch, you can suggest anything. Or if you even want to become a guest on this podcast too, there's a link to apply for that as well. So there's many ways to support us and we hope that we can support you along your lifelong journey of mental health and wellness. So thank you so much for taking time to explore and check out this podcast. And I hope you enjoy my discussion with accountability coach, Ashley. Ashley, thanks so much for coming on Scats Chats. I really appreciate you hopping on, taking some time out of your day to talk about, you know, mental health and physical yeah, mental health, physical health, and how that all links together. So I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and let everyone know what a little bit more about you, what you do. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I really appreciate it. So I am an accountability health coach, and it's nothing that I ever thought that I would become, so to speak. But basically, all of my trials of just being really insecure, even as like a child, six years old, like comparing myself to other girls that were the same age as me and through all just my yo-yo dieting throughout the years. And all of this has brought me to where I am today. Um, and it wasn't until after I had my third child that I decided to document my weight loss progress on there, um, on Instagram for everybody to see. <laughs> and the reason why I did that is because I, once I finally figured out how to live in moderation, when it came to food, um, I 
it it was one of those things where accountability was always the missing piece for me to getting to whatever goal that I wanted to do in life. Like mm-hmm. ha- knowing that somebody was going to be watching what I was doing was actually going to make me be consistent in my process. And so people started reaching out to me during that time being like, what program are you on? What are you doing? Oh my gosh, you should help me. And at the time it was never going to be a business. That was never something that I was going to do. I was a tax professional for years. Mm. And so slowly but steadily, I started helping people and coaching women through how to eat healthy and how to take care of themselves and the benefits that come from that. And here we are. I'm a (laughs) full-time accountability health coach and I love it. And it's nothing that I ever dreamed of doing, but it's definitely the perfect fit for me. That's nice. I think how you can kind of tie in your life experience to it and kind of help to not eliminate, but I guess, you know, help people along their journeys of, like you said, being more accountable and just kind of focusing more on getting good nutrition in general. And with you said, like the, the, you know, diet culture, I know is, is, um, a big, uh, a toxic thing for a lot of us women, especially, but, um, that's awesome. Glad to hear that. And I want to talk about first about like emotional eating. I know that you mentioned, um, that you had finally combated emotional eating in your thirties. So, I mean, what, I'm sure that can look like different, you know, different ways to different people. So, I mean, what does that, what did that look like for you in your personal experience and how did you overcome that over time? Absolutely. Well, first, I want to just touch base on the difference between like physical hunger and emotional eating, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so physical hunger is one of those things that like comes on gradually, you start to like feel your stomach, you know, it's gurgling for some food, it's growling. Um, And in that moment, generally, you're able to pause and think about, oh, what am I going to eat to fuel my body? I'm hungry, you know? But emotional eating comes on very strongly and it's related to how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And generally we're trying to comfort ourselves in some way or celebrate, you know what I mean? Or make ourselves not feel lonely, those kind of things. So that's where like real cravings come in. It's very different from like, what am I going to have for lunch today? Okay. I'm going to make a sandwich. It's more like, my gosh, I just, I like, I want a muffin. I want a banana nut muffin. Mm -hmm. And now I want two of them. And it doesn't satisfy you. So, and, and this is a little bit different, like just with binge eating too, but it stems from being emotional and it doesn't actually make you feel better. And then in turn, it, it spins into this guilt, right? Mm-hmm. And this shame and wishing that you hadn't have done it because you realize that it didn't actually make you feel better <laughs> in the yeah. moment. Maybe it did. Um, but it's just, it's, One of those things that takes practice to overcome, and I don't think until I was actually vulnerable with people around me about what was happening, there was going to be no accountability essentially to fix that. And so I had struggled all through my teenage years with different diets. I would restrict during the day only to like later eat like almost a whole pizza at night because at that point you have no willpower because (laughs) you Mm. haven't eaten throughout the day. Um, And I gathered friends around me who seemed to have their stuff in order for lack of a better way to say it. It's like they 
weren't thinking about food all the time. They weren't afraid to go out to dinner, these kind of things. And so I started just being like super open about it. Like, okay, what did you, like, what did you have for lunch today? And in my 20, I was actually, I was like 30 when I had my second daughter and I was in a spot where I was trying to lose 30 pounds from what I had gained to her. And I was like, I want to do this the right way this time. I don't want to be like, okay, my diet starts on Monday and I'm just going to track my calories for X amount of time until I got down to where I wanted to be because I could do it for an extended period of time. But then as soon as I wasn't doing that anymore and following that same routine, the weight slowly crept on. And so I found myself allowing myself to have that glass of wine, allowing myself to have the birthday cake at the birthday party, those type of things. And it was like a mind switch of like, yes, you can have this. You have a choice to have whatever you want. So let's do it in a way that it's what you're doing most of the time that matters. And when you do decide to have a treat or you go out with your girlfriends or I'm going on a date with my husband, I slowly but surely became less fearful of, oh my God, I'm going to screw up my diet Mm -hmm. because it was no longer a diet anymore. It truly was something that I wanted to live out. And so once I got down again to like my goal weight where, so I'm like five, four, 135, 137 is really comfortable to me. And I had gotten there several times in my life, but I could never maintain that. So once I did this time, I was determined to see if I could stick to this lifestyle where I didn't feel hungry. You know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. restricting during the day. And so I did that for a solid two years and it wasn't until, so then I got pregnant again. So I knew exactly what I had to do. It was just more of like the motivation around it to start back on that. Cause you know, I mean, and I, I know a lot of women will relate to this too. Like when you're pregnant, you do, it's very emotional because you have hormones all over yeah. the place and stuff like that. And so it was a little bit harder for me to control during that time, but I, I knew exactly what to do. And that's why I was like, you know what, I'm going to put this on Instagram and I'm going to show my progress and I'm going to weigh in every Wednesday and I'm going to show people that you can do this. And I was sharing my meals. I was sharing what mm-hmm. exercises I was doing. And it's such a freeing feeling. It really is. It's food freedom to know that you can really eat whatever you want, but you just have to do that in a balanced way. And the emotional part of it, it goes away. Now, is it still Mm -hmm. something that I struggle with or have to be mindful of? Yeah, it is. It's something that like, I can know if I'm having like a stressful day or something's going on with like, you know, my kid at school or I'm mad at my husband. Like sometimes I do want that second or third glass Mm -hmm. of wine. But I'm able to rein it in a lot quicker than I used to. I used to just like kind of go off the deep end. And then since you quote unquote screwed up up my diet on the Friday night, then I might as well just overdo it on Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to start again. And that is exhausting. It's an exhausting place to be in. And you just wake up disappointed again. And again, and again, you know what I mean? And then you, you're not liking what you see in the mirror oftentimes, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Some of us just want to eat healthier, but with emotional eating and binge eating, oftentimes it can be kind of a secret. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that speaking that out to people, like somebody that's close to you and letting them know what's really going on in your mind 
it's everything. And that just goes, goes with anything that you're struggling with. You know what I mean? If you don't open up and tell people about it, maybe that's a trusted friend or a counselor, then it's really hard to work through it on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think that maybe it, of course, this comes over time to kind of build this habit or this muscle, but before you, I guess, do have like, I don't know what you call like an episode, I guess, of like, you know, eating more, but maybe try to think about like, okay, is this really linked to actual hunger or to the emotional eating? Because maybe sometimes people can't differentiate. I don't know, but maybe it's, it's good to actually take a look at the emotion and kind of work through it before going to that as the answer, maybe. Well, you're absolutely right. And so the clients that I work with, they are sending pictures of what they're eating throughout the day to me. And I always tell them, I say, this is not to be obsessive, but this is just to get you to practice pausing and Mm -hmm. really thinking about not only do I want to show my coach this because it's not about me, it's about them, but it's funny. Initially it kind of is about me. They're almost wanting to impress me. And then they slowly realize like, no, I'm doing this for myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I will sometimes I'll have clients say, oh my gosh, I'm craving this, or I really want to go through the McDonald's drive-thru, you know? And so I coach them through that. Like, why Mm -hmm. did you not have enough protein at lunch? And now all you can think about is that burger and fries, you know, or why did something go haywire at work and you're upset and you're trying to make yourself feel better? Um, Have you not had much water today? Let's try drinking a bunch of water and then let's see how you feel. And if you still want to go to McDonald's, it's okay. And I think that's another thing is like being able to allow yourself, but let's figure out what that looks like. Do we need to go on a binge there and get the Big Mac and the large fry and the large milkshake? Or can you be satisfied with just getting like a small fry? And then you could Mm -hmm. go home and make yourself like a turkey wrap with that, you know? Um, And oftentimes they find no, you're right. Like McDonald's is not going to help me feel better. Those french fries are not going to help me feel better, but it's just such like this comfort food. It's the salt, it's the sugar. And for a moment that's going to feel good. And then it's not going (laughs) to, then you're going to be disappointed that you did that, you know? Yeah. Um, so journaling can also be something, not everybody is a journaler, but when I do have a client that kind of goes off the deep end, um, I just had one recently. She had gone out for drinks with her friends, which you got to be mindful of the drinks, especially if you are trying to be consistent with your weight loss journey. I know for me, anything over two drinks, then you just don't care anymore. You're not Mm -hmm. thinking about it anymore. She had ended up having, I think like three whiskey drinks and one of those like little bit of a peer pressure thing, like, oh, come on, get another one. Mm -hmm. And she came home. Sure enough, there was leftover pizza from she had ordered with the kids with the babysitter. So she had a couple pieces of that. And then I think she wanted something else too. It was like, then she had some popcorn and then she did finally text me. And again, I I'm kind of like a 24 hour, I'm not a therapist, but at the same time, (laughs) like I'm just that support system. Mm -hmm. And so since I actually was still up that night, I was able to just like hop on a voice message and be like, all right, Look, the damage, so to speak, is done. Mm -hmm. You cannot undo it. All we can do is move forward. And I want you to really think about what was going on in that moment. And 
sure enough, it turned out that she actually didn't eat enough with her dinner. She had gotten a salad. Um, I think it was a chicken salad, but like when she had sent me the picture earlier, it was like a really little amount. Mm -hmm. And so we need to make sure that we're getting adequate protein at each meal so that all of a sudden, especially if you have had two or three drinks, yeah, you're going to come home and just be hungry. And now you don't care because you're kind of buzzed, you Mm -hmm. know? And so thankfully those situations happen less and less as they go along. And I always say like, you're not just going to like hop on an accountability program and like be perfect the whole time. Like Mm -hmm. one, that would be boring. And that's just not possible, especially if this is a habit that you've been doing for a really long time. Yeah, definitely. That's so funny that you mentioned that because I was at, um, I usually don't go to like the parties or whatever, but I was at a house party and, um, I usually don't eat pizza and I had dinner beforehand. And then after the couple drinks, I had the pizza and I was like, wait a second, like I'm already full. Why am I, you know, like eating this just because it's there and it looks good and it sounds good. Right. So that's really interesting that, um, you know, I guess alcohol can come into play there too. Absolutely. And a lot of times we are dehydrated and I can't Mm -hmm. say that enough. Like, you know, you're having coffee and maybe some people are having sodas and teas and you're really just dehydrated. And I always say like, if you think you're hungry, just like have some water first and, Mm -hmm. and you probably, and you could very well be still hungry, but you're going to make wiser choices when you don't feel starved. Right. And if you eat on a schedule, you know, and I'm not that person that's like, okay, you need to eat every two hours. Like that's just not life for a Mm -hmm. lot of people, but I really don't want you to let more than about four hours go by without having like some kind of a snack to get you through to that next meal, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that, and I guess that depends on the person. I think me, I'm more of like a snacker throughout the day. I don't know if like the whole three big meals kind of works. Um, but I guess that could be, you know, a, a different conversation, but I think that, yeah, snacking could help too, just, and also like portion control. And obviously this, you know, this all happens over time. It's not going to be like a night and day change. Um, but I think that like for me, especially just kind of thinking back on my own personal relationship with food too, I think, you know, uh, once you have like your bowl of pasta and it's a lot, but you're kind of almost like pressured to finish it in a way right Mm -hmm. yeah portion control is huge I always say say like start with like a little bit smaller that you think you're gonna want because again you can give yourself permission to go back for more Mm -hmm. but when you put it in there it's almost all these all these thoughts of like well, I don't want to waste it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to now put it back and get another Tupperware. And there's all the things. And a lot of like moms that I work with too, it's they'll end up eating the rest of their kids' food just because it is, it's like kind of out of laziness and, you know, maybe the chicken nuggets look good or the rest of the macaroni and cheese and stuff. But it's like, you are not a trash can. So don't treat it like that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I can promise you that if you put those things in the trash can, even if you think like, oh, well, I paid money for this or whatever. Or if you leave your leftovers, like at a restaurant, for example, if for some reason you're in a hotel and you can't bring them back, like five minutes after you leave, you're not going to be like, wow, I wasted all that money. And you know what I mean? In the moment you're thinking that, but if you leave it or if you throw those leftovers away, like Mm -hmm. you're not even going to think about it. And you're going to be so glad that you didn't just finish them just to finish them because they were there. Um, and be more and, full and more uncomfortable and have a bloated stomach because yeah yes. 
definitely been there. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what I, I was a plate finisher for four Mm -hmm. for sure. And I, I can't even really blame, I mean, not that you should blame anybody, but I can't even blame my parents for that because they never put that. That was like my own thing for some Mm. reason. I think I was almost like worried that I was going to get hungry again if I didn't finish instead of just being like, okay, well, what if I do get hungry again? Then I can either eat that a little bit later or I can choose something else. Like I don't need to have it all right now. And yeah, it's almost like I wasn't satisfied ever unless I was really full. Mm -hmm. At that point, you're stretching out your stomach. And then if you keep doing that, like a little bit more and a little bit more, then this meal is really never going to satisfy you. You're always going to need a little bit more. Mm. And yeah, again, it's just one of those things that we need to pause. I always say, you really should never leave a meal feeling so full. You should feel Mm. satisfied. And so kind of look for the signs around like that 80 to 85%. Like, okay, I feel good. Could I shove a few more bites in my mouth? Yeah, probably. But I'm not going to because then I am going to feel that Mm -hmm. feeling. And then it's going to be kind of hard if you are wearing jeans. A lot of us from staying (laughs) home at COVID, we're not even wearing jeans anymore in the house. You know what I mean? But it's like suddenly it's a little bit hard to button and Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so full. I used to say that all the time. And I'm like, why do I do that to myself? Mm -hmm. But we do. A lot of us do, you know? Yeah, it makes so much sense. And I I threw out my skinny jeans too. It's like I like can't even do that anymore, even with or without like, you know, eating till I'm overly full. I think it's just more a more comfortable thing. But yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. And I also think too, it's like, I think I've been so bloated like so many times that I've tried to really listen to my my brain and my stomach that I am pretty sure are connected together. And to like after I take that bite and then I listen to myself and I'm like, hey, I'm satisfied, I'm full, I don't need any more because then I know if I take that, like you said, that next bite or the next couple, then I'm going to be a little bit more uncomfortable. So, Yeah. Um, we also live in a world where we're trying to fit in all these little things and trying to do all the things, right? And a lot of times we're eating at our computer and we're watching TV. And I know so many of us has probably read articles about the fact that it's like, one, we need to slow down mm-hmm. because your brain, like you were saying, does not even register that you've had a complete meal for almost like 15 minutes afterwards, right? And so if you're stuffing, 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 that's why a lot of times we're like, oh my gosh, I overdid it. But it's because you were eating too fast. Mm-hmm. You weren't chewing your food. And I always say, if you can, like put your fork down, put your spoon down and take your time. Like we don't need to be shoveling food in, you know, and then that's how we can enjoy, we can enjoy our food better too, you know? And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of us don't have a lot of time to eat, especially like sometimes at work, it's like, oh my gosh, if if I get 10 minutes to eat, like then I'm lucky. And it's like, well, you know what? You just, you have to do the best that you can, but then maybe that means for dinner, you just pause and you take, you take your time. You know, like food is supposed to be enjoyed. It's not supposed to be something that we're fearful of. And food is a huge part of community mm-hmm. and talking and like families at the dinner table or going out with your girlfriends. Like it shouldn't be something that's rushed, but our culture tells us just rush to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not good. It's really not good. And we need to slow down. Um, 
And you probably will realize that you eat a little bit less when you do slow down because again, your brain will connect that. Yeah, I've noticed that too a lot. And I remember taking this class somewhere at some seminar where it's like really slow down and that's where you can like taste all of the different flavors that you may not be tasting and enjoying when you're just shoving it down and focusing on getting it in your stomach right away. Yeah. And I always say also to my clients, if you choose to have a treat, whether it's, you know, a piece of cheesecake or a handful of chocolate almonds or whatever it is, a lot of times we'll think I shouldn't have this, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to have it anyway. And you find yourself eating out of, you know, the cookies like in the pantry, or you're like taking a bite of cake out of the pan. And then that leads to just kind of standing there and like, keep going. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, actually portion out what you're going to have be excited about it and really enjoy and taste what you're eating instead of like almost being in shame over here. Like, Oh, I'm just going to eat this over here. You know what I mean? And then you you didn't even enjoy it. So then it feels like, why did I even bother Mm -hmm. eating that now? Now, now I just want more because I don't even think I tasted (laughs) what I just ate. Yeah. So I think that's important to really allow yourself to enjoy it and have fun with it, you know, especially if it's a special occasion or something like that. I think it's good to celebrate and enjoy food. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I grew up in a, you know, Italian family. So we're all about the the food and, you know, oh, get more. Are you hungry more? And I think that's where kind of like my, you know, like the, like, make sure you finish your plate mindset stemmed from too. So. Yeah. And I get on, I'll get on my dad for that too. Cause my dad has always been like, He's like a very tall, like thin man or whatever. And I mean that he can eat. And he was always like, are you sure you had enough? Mm-hmm. Here, come here, have some more here, come here. And so once, I mean, once I got on board with this like healthy lifestyle, like I really had to be like, stop asking me. Well, not only that, I can say that because he's my dad, but if other people are doing that, like it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will have dessert at the party or whatever, because they're like, well, they took time to make this. And I should, I kind of feel bad if I don't, but don't let somebody or those feelings let you feel bad about something so that you eat when you don't necessarily want to, because it's okay to say no. And if somebody is questioning you about saying no, whether that's another drink, oh, come on, just have another drink. That's on them. And they're probably feeling a little bit bad about what they're doing or like, Mm -hmm. why isn't she having the same thing that I'm having? And so I had to learn that too. It's like, and I think I used to do that to people too. Like, whatever, just have another piece of pizza Mm -hmm. or whatever it was, because I would feel weird if, you know, they or I weren't doing the same thing as them. And so this this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like peer pressure can be not only just for drinking, but also food. So true. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I love how this whole conversation kind of ties into obviously with physical health links to mental health. And I think that kind of reflecting on all of what we talked about, it seems like when we take more control and be more accountable with our nutrition and what we're eating, it's kind of almost like we feel like we're more in control of our lives in general. Yeah. I mean, it's this whole cycle and through all of my like health coach studying and stuff, it's funny. Mm -hmm. Nobody even asks me what like my certificates are because they're just like, okay, you know what to do. Tell me what to do. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? 
but I've just learned that you can't have just a couple pieces of the puzzle. You have to work on all of it. Mm -hmm. And so if your emotional health, like if there's something going on that you're not getting therapy for, like these grudges or unforgiveness or just really like trauma in your life going on, it's going to be really hard to heal your relationship with food. You can try, but then you know you're going to go back into that cycle of feeling down or with depression or anxiety. When you're feeling those feelings and you're uptight and it's something that's just like a cloud over you, yeah, it's hard to be like, no, I'm going to skip the pudding today. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. who cares? Right. And that's kind of like being, you know, drunk or buzzed too. It's like, eh, I mean, who cares? Right. And so I think that for our mental health and just to be better at whatever it is you're doing, like in work, in life, as a mom, as a, you know, aunt, husband, whatever, like if you're not focusing on taking care of yourself and moving your body every day, Mm -hmm. even if it's not for an hour, maybe it's 10 minutes of a walk, go outside, Mm -hmm. like breathe. Um, if you have a really stressful job or you're going to bed with stress and you're hardly getting any sleep, it's going to be really hard to make good decisions with your food because you're exhausted. Um, but I know for myself, especially as an entrepreneur now, There's a to-do list that never ends. My mind is Mm -hmm. always going. I could always do more things. I could skip going to Orange Theory is my new favorite thing. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I could totally skip that. I could skip lunch because I could choose to like write a blog or do another podcast or something. But one, I'm not going to be able to think that well, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to hit my pillow, you know, at night thinking, okay, good. Like I made myself a priority today because if you're only pleasing and taking care of everybody else around you, then what do you have left to give, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you have anything left to stop and think about like, should I have the chicken pot pie or should I have like the chicken and arugula salad tonight when I go out for dinner? You know, like you're just going to be like, who cares? Like, I'm just trying to make myself feel better because I haven't even taken care of myself today. So it really all goes together. And as somebody who has struggled with like anxiety my entire life, I can tell you that I feel it now um, way more than I ever did before. If I have like a few off days, let's say you're on vacation and you're enjoying yourself, but you're going a little bit too enjoying Mm -hmm. yourself. You're going overboard. And if I'm taking like three or four days off from exercise, whether that's even just going for a walk or whatever it is, it's like, I don't feel good. I'm angry. (laughs) I'm irritable. Um, cause food, it it really does affect your mental health. And so we need to be fueling ourselves with good food. And that doesn't mean that you, that you're hungry, like healthy Mm -hmm. recipes and healthy eating can be fun and it can be good. And, and then there's a sense of confidence that comes with that too, Mm -hmm. you know, confidence in taking care of yourself. And I just feel like it's going to reflect so many other things that you're doing in your relationships and, and all of those things. It's so important. Definitely. And I've been, the last couple of years, I've been, I live with my mom and we've been, you know, buying more fresh veggies and actually taking time to like cook more meals at home and, you know, fresh things. And I've noticed that like healthy food can taste good. You know, if you look at broccoli and asparagus, like, and that doesn't look as appealing to you as like, you know, a burger or whatever, you know, there's, it's kind of almost like a, like a mind shift in a way, but I mean, it does taste good and it does make you feel so much better and more confident, like you mentioned too. 
I noticed. It does. And I think a lot of times people think that it also has to be expensive and it Mm -hmm. doesn't like you don't need to go out and buy every organic product there is Mm -hmm. and these things like you can, if you want. And I have like lots of suggestions for different brands that you can use and stuff like that. But at the same time, you can just have regular old normal food and you can Mm -hmm. figure out a way to have it in a way that feels good for you and for your family. Um, and like, you're right. Like you're not always going to want to have the broccoli and the asparagus. That's fine. But what's fun is experimenting new foods that maybe Mm -hmm. you haven't tried either. I know for the longest time I had never tasted a sweet potato like in my life Mm. and they're so good for you Mm -hmm. and they're so filling and you can put all these toppings on it. I have this amazing recipe, um, which we can talk about going to my website to find that too. But it just, I just want to encourage you to if for some reason you even ha- haven't had a vegetable all week, like have a vegetable. If yeah. you've been like, oh crap, I haven't had any water today. Go fill up a cup and go chug some in the kitchen right now. You know, like small changes. You don't have to change everything at once. And that will be overwhelming for you if you do. So start by, you know, I have an exercise in like a month. I never do anything. Okay, we'll start to like set an alarm on your phone and go for that 10 or 15 minute walk on a break during the day. You'll feel so good that you did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these small little changes, they can start today. They can start now. It doesn't, like you said, have to be like a big old thing overnight, whatever. But I think, yeah, implementing these little things will ultimately over time help people to live a more, you know, uh, healthy and nutritious lifestyle, if you will. Yeah. And just being mindful with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's funny. I was having this talk with somebody the other day. Like it is hard. It's hard. Um, breaking up the fact that like I'm a health coach with like other people too because I just want to like help everybody mm-hmm. but I was talking to this gal the other day and she's like man she's like I really want to lose 15 pounds but there's just a lot going on in my life right now so I think I'm gonna wait until January like you know everybody else I think mm-hmm. I'm just gonna wait until January and I was like challenging her I'm like well why like you don't need to make like drastic changes right now but I'm sure there's a few things that you could be doing differently you know Mm -hmm. she's like I know but I have this party and this and I have a wedding and like I just don't want to feel deprived and and I'm like no you but that's the thing it doesn't have to be all or nothing you know Mm -hmm. and finding that balance just gives you that freedom to be like I can still go to all these things like I'm very extroverted I have a FOMO I'm an Enneagram 7 like you best believe like I'm going to be going to all the things and I'm still going to make sure that I have a good time. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. about, it's about balance. If you know that you're going to have like a heavier meal in the evening time at whatever event you're going to, well then let's just rein it in and eat normal, good food. That doesn't mean that you have to restrict until that event, but let's just, let's balance it out. It, it's what you do most of the time that matters. And mm-hmm. if you do have a weekend where you go and you're having more than usual, it's not going to hinder your whole progress. And so people think like, oh, this is going to ruin my life if I go on this like diet. And then, and so I would just like to challenge you, then don't go on a diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just add in some healthier habits to your life. Yeah, definitely. And it will help and feel, you'll, it'll help you feel good over time mentally and physically too. So mm-hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And if anyone wants to, you know, learn more about what you do, have any more questions for you, or if they think they need a little bit more help with accountability, where can people find you at? Sure. Well, I hang out on Instagram a lot at better health by accountability. Mm-hmm. And then you can go grab my freebie on my website, betterhealthbyaccountability.com. And I have this like freebie guide that shows you how to still lose weight 
while eating like a normal person and not being mm. on a diet. So go grab that. Um, I think it's got a, some good stuff in there. And then if you do find that you want some extra, you know, support, we can, we can chat about what that looks like. Awesome. Great. I might've checked out that free guide too. That sounds interesting. Get it. Hmm. Maybe Get I it, can girl. learn more things that I didn't know already, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much again. Thanks so much for coming on and you're welcome back to the podcast anytime if you'd like to chat about anything else. And, um, Thank you so much. Take care. It's so fun. Thank you, Sarah. Have an awesome day. You too. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about us at www.scatschats.com. Special thanks to NK Arts, who designed our logo, Daddy Lackis for writing and producing our theme song, Joe Papadenitz for branding photos, and our friend Abby for social media. Scat, 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 scat